Hello and welcome everybody. Today I am excited to talk about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart and that a lot of my students ask me questions about, which is how do I treat low bass frequencies in my home recording studio? So in this video, we're gonna talk about everything you need to know to treat those low bass frequencies in your studio. Before we jump in, I have a special resource for you, which is my ultimate acoustic treatment guide. This is a PDF document that will show you exactly how to treat your home recording studio beyond just the bass traps and the bass frequencies, but how to get a great mixing position, how to get diffusion on your back wall, and how to make a room, like a bedroom in your house even, turn into a professional sounding studio. So if you're interested in that, you can download that ultimate acoustic treatment guide at soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. That is soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. All right, let's jump into the lesson today. Okay, so there are two overarching types of bass traps out there. And this is kind of nerdy, but let's just talk about it because I think it'll help give you an idea of the overall way that we treat bass frequencies in a room. So the first type of bass trap is called a velocity-based trap. And this is what most acoustic panels are. Any acoustic panel that's a piece of insulation with some fabric over it that you hang on your wall is a velocity-based trap. And they work by the sound getting absorbed by the insulation and having a little bit of an airspace behind it and the wall. And that sound is turned into heat and not reflected back into your room, making your room sound worse. The other type of system or bass trapping system is called a pressure based system. And this works where sound travels into a cavity or an enclosed space and the sound is trapped in that spring cavity and it absorbs specific bass frequencies. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about both of those in depth, but I just wanted to give you this overarching idea that there are two types of traps and that will help you understand when you're gonna use each type. To start with, with any room, you wanna use broadband. This means they generally treat the bass frequencies in your room, a broadband bass trap in all four of your corners. Ideally, these bass traps should go from the floor all the way to your ceiling with no gaps in between. Now, broadband bass traps are pretty simple to make. I actually have a video above me right here if you wanna check out that link or check it out in the description below this as well that will teach you how to build your own bass traps. And you can definitely, for a pretty cheap amount of money, build a great bass trap system in your room. Just make sure, like I said, that it goes from the floor to the ceiling. And those broadband bass traps, they need to go in every single one of your four corners of the room to actually treat the bass frequencies. Bass frequencies just tend to build up in the corners, so we put these traps over there so we can turn those built up bass frequencies into heat, like I said previously. So those bass frequencies don't build up and create this illusion of there being more bass in your room or less bass in your room because some of those bass frequencies can build up and cancel each other out, therefore making it seem like there's places in your room where you can't hear the bass at all. So for recording, we wanna have the most even and natural responses possible in our room, and we also wanna be able to listen back from our speakers and hear the bass from the speakers as accurately as humanly possible. So that's where those broadband bass traps come in. The next step after you treat all the four corners of your room 
is to test the room to see if your brace frequencies are still having issues. So I like to use something called REW or Room EQ Wizard because it works well on a Mac computer, but there are other room softwares out there. Some of them are free, some of them you pay a little bit for, but getting a good solid room software uh, that will measure the acoustics of your room is an important part of treating the more specific low bass frequencies in your room. I also have a software that I use on my speakers called Sonarworks, which allows me to see how my speakers are in the room and my listening spot in the room, and they correct my speakers so that I get a flatter response. And on that graph, as you can see here, I have a little dip in my bass response around that 100 to 150 hertz range. And I also have a slight bump in the low end, which is not terrible, but you know, those are two spots where I could try to address the bass problem in my room. The dip would be caused because those bass frequencies, like I said before, are canceling each other out. Therefore, in my listening spot, when I'm listening to my speakers, I'm not accurately hearing the bass at that frequency. And so a bass trapping system that's tuned to that frequency would really help me flatten out that bass response in my room. And this would also potentially help with recording where, you know, if I have a buildup of that bass frequency, which is actually causing it to cancel it out, or actually create more bass than there actually is, then I can use a tuned bass trap, which we're about to talk about next. So before you get into tuned bass traps, you have to know what frequencies are still problems in your room. Now for most people, most of you out there, getting tuned bass traps might be a little bit beyond what you need to do if you're just starting to treat your room, but if you really wanna get that professional, perfectly treated room, then bass, tuned bass traps are really the only way to go. So let's jump into that section next. So this now jumps into the category of pressure-based absorption. And this type of absorption comes in many names like a tuned bass trap, sealed traps, resonant absorbers, and narrowband absorbers. So there's all these names that really are talking about the same thing, which is a bass trap that can achieve a narrow frequency band of actually absorbing those frequency, low frequencies in your room. So I wanna talk first about a low bass panel trap, which works with a spring absorption cavity. And I'm not gonna go into exactly how to build these traps in this video. I will probably make videos in the future that will go into how to build and design these traps on your own. Um, but for now, I just want this to be a general overview so you can start to understand what options you have out there. So this trap you can build by getting Roger Weiss's book, Home Recording Studio, Build It Like the Pros. And this book has instructions on how to build a low bass trap absorber for a narrow band frequency. And if you wanna check out the pages, I believe they are page 208 through 210 in that book. So if you have the book, definitely check that out and you can start getting an idea of that type of trap. Another type of bass trap is called a Hemholtz resonator. And these are pretty interesting. There's actually um, some evidence that back in, you know, the ancient theaters in Greece and in some of the old cathedrals in Europe that people actually used um, bottles or large jugs in the walls of these theaters and cathedrals to help attenuate the bass frequencies. And so a Hemholtz resonator works a lot like if you blow across the top of a beer bottle and you'll hear that tone. That tone is the resonating frequency of the bottle and air that gets in trapped into that airspace will 
uh, get trapped at that frequency and the rest of it will be dispersed out in a circular motion back out of the bottle. So it's kind of a crazy thing if you reduce the airspace inside that bottle. So if we put water in the bottle, for example, we can change the frequency. If we increase the neck of the bottle, we can change the frequency. So how to build Hemholtz resonators? Again, something I'm not going to get into specifically, but I just want you to understand the idea behind them. And you can obviously buy all these tuned bass frequencies and we'll talk a little bit more about that later if you don't want to build them. Another type of Hemholtz resonator is what's known as a slat absorber. And again, if you want to go more in depth into the slat absorption, basically it is an acoustic sealed container that you can put in the corners of your room that has some slats of wood over some fabric that has insulation behind it and then an airspace behind that. And the distance of the slats of the wood between each other and also the width of the slats of the wood over top of the fabric is what will give you that tuned frequency response so you can specifically target certain bass frequencies in your room. Again, if you have the Roger Weiss book, Home Recording Studio, Build It Like the Pros, you can learn how to build a slat resonator from page 210 to 213. Again, that book will also be in the notes below here. Uh, I believe it is a an affiliate link, just so you know that. Um, but that book is highly recommended if you're doing anything with soundproofing or room acoustics. So now that I've told you about these different types of bass traps, Maybe you have the question of, should I build them myself or should I buy them? I personally am a big fan if you have the budget to buy your own traps. They look better, they're gonna perform better, they're built by professionals who build these things all day, every day, and overall I've been very happy with the panels I have bought. I have also been happy with some of the panels I've built as well. So if you're on a tight budget, you can definitely build your own panel. Like I said, um, above me there is a link to go build your own panel from a video I have made in the past. Now for the tune traps, you can build them as well. Like I said, if you buy that book, uh, Home Recording Studio, build it like the pros. There are some examples, they're not super detailed. Uh, if you're very handy, you can do it, but it requires really exact measurements. There's not a lot of room for error with the tuned bass traps. Whereas with the broadband bass traps, they're pretty simple. You can't make too many mistakes and it will definitely work well. So keep that in mind. I would probably recommend buying the tune traps. I really like GIK Acoustics. This is not an affiliate link. I just like using them. I've enjoyed working with them. They have tuned acoustic traps that you can see here and also have a link below to their tuned bass traps. And if you know you have a problem frequency, you can buy that specific tune trap for about 200 bucks and not have to worry about it again. Whereas building them, I have a feeling you'd probably spend about 200 bucks building a tune trap, at least also using your time and energy to build it. So in conclusion, remember that you wanna start with those broadband bass traps, putting those bass traps in all four corners, floor to ceiling, try not to leave any air gaps between the floor and the ceiling, the trihedral, the area where the ceiling and the two walls or the floor and the two walls come together is the largest buildup of bass. So you definitely wanna to try to get those uh, if you can. And then once you've done that, test your room with something like Room EQ Wizard. If you still have base problems, look into those pressure-based absorption traps like the Hemholtz resonators or the slat resonator or the spring-loaded resonators that I talked about. All right, I hope this has been helpful for you. I know this is a general overview. If you wanna take a deeper dive into how to acoustically treat your room like a professional, 
just download that free guide that I have at soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. That is soundproofyourstudio.com slash acoustic. Thank you all so much for watching, for listening on our podcast. I will see you next Monday, same time, same place. All right. Have a great week. Thank you.